We are live. What's up? What's up? Is the volume coming from the TV? No, it's from the phone. There we go. We are live. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern. Coming at you guys with the fire, guys. I'm G. Guys, and I'm Dom. And this is the Cash Cash Geeks Network. Network. And today we are here with Miss Kim Serato. (laughs) Hello, hello. So... Um, I mean, we've known each other now for probably like four years, four or five years, yeah, four or five years. Yeah. So we were on the board together Mm -hmm. at the Jack's Rhea. Um, and you've been very active in the real estate community here in Jack's doing projects, getting out there, Mm -hmm. um, very, very active on social media. So that's good to see. It's Um, always good to see, especially people in your local market. Yes. Um, it's inspiring. Mm. You know, and I think, uh, you know, when you see more and more people do it, it just feels really good. Mm. Um, yeah. Even if we don't hang out all the time or communicate all the time, there is still that sense of togetherness. Oh, yeah. And everyone knows who the, the true operators are mm. around good, town. And, and it's good to see what people are doing, right? Yeah. Because we're all different. We all do things different. It's awesome to just see. Yep, yep, yep. You know, so. I think one thing that's cool uh, or to us is <clears throat> we look at this show as also a way to give back. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not measurable, so it's a little weird, but, um, you know, if you can give back in a big way or the biggest way that you can, ultimately it will come back around. Yeah, absolutely. So we're, we're, we're at least we're betting on, that's what we're betting on. And we also do it to get to pick people's brain, mm-hmm. um, so that we can learn. Mm-hmm. And then the podcast gives us an excuse to have them on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Really, so we, we, we get free coaching sessions. Yeah, That's really, we're just trying smart. to learn. That's very smart. <laughs> so the the thing that I want to touch on to begin with is your um because you've done you know we were just talking about you've had a construction company, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I didn't even know that. Yeah. In the um, past, so like, can you tell us a little bit about your journey in the real estate world and how that kind of got started? What were you doing before? Were you always in real estate? Mm-hmm. How did that kind of work out? Yeah, sure. So um, my background is going way back. Um, you know, when I went to college, I'm actually the first the first person in my immediate family to go to college. Oh, nice. I a college degree. <clears throat> and when I went to college, I thought I was going to, you know, get a business degree and then decided on technology. Okay. So I came out of college with a technology degree. IT? IT, yeah. Went to work, built, you know, developing software, um, went to work for a consulting firm and uh, ended up moving into the supply chain industry. And uh, I still have a company, you know, a consulting company that does supply chain uh, consulting. Mm. But, you know, in in that path, at some point, I decided to build my own house. Mm. And when I started building my own house, I realized I had a huge passion for construction. And at that point, um, I had already um, bought or kept a house and and kept it as a rental property. Gotcha. And so I kind of started that, you know, process through, you know, deciding to keep that property, having a tenant. First, first time out the gate was my first and only ever um, eviction. Really? (laughs) Yeah. So, so, you know, my experience was learning the hard way, right? Right. But through this journey of going to college, you know, learning technology, 
um, and not maybe not everybody knows this, but my parents died when I was pretty young. So okay. both oh, my parents at six and 12. So I had my grandparents and I had my aunt and uncle. And so I spent a lot of time with my grandparents and I did a lot of things for, for them as a, as a, as a kid, like fixing up, painting, you yep, know, yep. buildings, that kind of thing. So it was like, I, I was seeing that they had these investments, mm. but they never talked about it. Right, like, right, I didn't right. put two and two together yep, yep. until I got my degree. And then when I got my degree and I was talking to them and they were doing these creative things like owner financing, you know, properties <laughs> they had for other people. Oh, that's awesome. And they were handwriting stuff out. And I'm like, grandma, man, that I could make that so much easier for you. Right. You know, let me automate that. Let me do this. So, so then I started having a conversation with them, right? Mm. Because they weren't really having a conversation with me and learning what they did and how they built their retirement. And he was a broker. He was a real estate broker. So that's really kind of what inspired me to go, oh, that's awesome. you know, this, this is something that I need to, you know, pursue and focus on. So at the time, you know, turning my first house into a rental property, starting uh, building my own house, learning that, oh my God, I really like the construction industry. Right. That's what really kind of brought everything together. So that was like in the late nineties, you know, early two thousands. So that's what really what, what started me. And then not long after that, um, I started a construction company with uh, another individual who was the qualifying agent. And we ran that for five years. Oh, wow. And throughout that process, you know, I just continued to, you know, learn, you know, learn what I could invest in real estate, buy rental properties, you know, learn how to flip. We bought land. We did some building initially. Um, I ended up with land out of that. <laughs> that oh, I'm nice. now building on now, <laughs> you know, which is years later. Um, because the market crashed. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I think it was my grandparents that inspired me yeah. to a certain degree. Oh, right? that's awesome. Um, and then just realizing that I had this love and passion for construction. Right, um, right, right. So I, I felt like I could pull it all together. I've never stopped having my other businesses. Right. right? So I've always done real estate from an investment perspective. You know, it's not, it's never been something I've pursued as, oh, this is my primary gig, you know, and this is all I'm going to ever do. It's always been an investment, you know. Oh, that's awesome. That me. is, yeah, yeah that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one thing that, and I'm just going to say, because it jumps out at me um, when we see you and we talk about you is action taker. Mm. I think, yeah, and, and we truly mean <clears> that. <throat> I think that <clears throat> what people can take from just the beginning part of what we're getting to is your learning experiences are coming from the experiences that you've participated in, right. right? You found out you had a passion for construction because you've built your own house. Mm -hmm. You probably learned a tremendous amount physically from as well as managing it. Yeah, about building houses <laughs> or the repair work or the construction industry and uh, about real estate in general. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, any uh, task that you started that you participated in, you know, that gave you that experience that you can move forward with and just do it again, maybe do it better next time, do more, do different. Mm -hmm. um, and then the conversations that we had before the show even started, you know, I, you, you have your 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 hand in a lot of different areas and a lot of different things. Um, maybe you'll keep all of them. Maybe you'll keep some of them. Maybe you'll move in the direction of the things that you love the most. Mm -hmm. But you're not afraid to to jump in and right. try something out to figure out, you know, is it 
extremely valuable? Is it something that you're passionate about? Um, and, uh, you know, that it, it keeps us interested. Um, it gets us to, to be great at something or really good at something. Um, and, uh, keeps us kind of moving, keeps us yeah. young and, mm-hmm. you know, excited and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I mean, I think the other important aspect of that, like being in action is that you, if you're not in action and you don't learn like what you're trying to accomplish, I mean, as a business owner, I think you probably know this, right? You can't do it all yourself. And at some point you have to delegate and you have to have people doing things. And I think y'all probably do a really good job of that. Right. Um, But if you don't know those things to a certain extent Mm -hmm. and you don't build good processes and systems around those things, then you can't be a good leader in your organization. Right. People can't necessarily respect you. It doesn't mean that you have to know everything. But the more you know about your business, then the people you bring on can respect you. And then right. you can build really good systems. You can build really good processes. And I think that's what's important in any business, whether mm-hmm. it's real estate, whether it's something else you're going to do. Um, so being in action helps you do that, right? Being in action helps you, like you said, see that this is something I want to do. This mm-hmm. is something I feel like I can have passion around. Right. Right. If you don't have passion around it, it's kind of hard to continue to do it. Yeah. In reality. So, what do you think was your first uh, main business? So, the first main business was my supply chain consulting business. Okay. So, and that was actually born from a company I worked for here locally, a 3PL company. Um, selling off a division that I had helped build uh, in the e-commerce industry. And when they sold it off, they gave everybody buyout options Mm. where you could stay and move where this new company was. And I wasn't going to move. So as a matter of fact, I just started building my new house. Right. (laughs) I wasn't going to move. So um, I opted in to help this new company with transitioning. Um, So I started a consulting company. It was an opportunity and I'm like, why not? Why not do it? Why not be my own, you know, my own company? And at that same time was right around the time that I was also getting into the real estate, you know, industry as well. So, so I've been doing that ever since. Um, At some point, you know, that'll be the first thing that leaves our, our, you know, companies, right? So we know that that's, going to be the first exit that we make mm-hmm. you know, okay. while we then focus on the other stuff that, you know, we're even more passionate about. So, so what, what is, what is your day to day look like now? Mm-hmm. Like with, with you, um, cause I'm interested in the concept of you saying you've always treated real estate as an investor, mm-hmm. right? It's not your one thing. It's not your full-time gig, right? right? So what does that look like now? Okay. Yeah, so so we, so just day-to-day, right? I'm managing my supply chain business. I provide services in that business, so that takes up <coughs> an allocation of my day. Um, I, I have other resources that will do real estate, related activity, lead generation, looking at potential deals that come across our desk. Um, I'll allocate some time, you know, to do that as well, right? Mm. To make sure that 
that they're moving in the right direction. If something okay. does come across and I'm interested in it or somebody does something and says, you know, this look deeper, you know, then I'll, so you have like time. an, like a lead manager, like a acquisition uh, manager. We, or? we don't really have what I would call an acquisition manager, but okay. we have joint venture folks that mm. we work with. Oh. So we do, and I, we've probably talked about this a lot, okay, right? Okay, okay. We do a lot of joint ventures. <clears throat> gotcha. Um, and we have, we have had, acquisition folks that we've brought on into our business but it just never because we're not trying to be you know a thousand transaction real estate firm right you know it just never really worked out well yeah for us right um we're really you got to do volume to keep to keep somebody active give them the money that they need you know that kind of thing and and so we're really focused on what it is we want to go after. Right. Right. And, you know, how many transactions that is, where that might be. You know, we're really trying to build wealth. So our focus is, you know, bringing in money that we can invest in wealth building things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, we want to hold properties, you know, whether that be short term rentals, long term rentals. That's really our main goal, right, is to build that wealth and have that residual income coming in from yeah. that. So our whole focus is, you know, building a plan, networking with people who wholesale, right, so that we can get those kind of deals coming across our desk, have somebody looking at them, doing more research to due diligence. Um, then I step in, run my numbers. You know, I get into the offer process kind of thing. Um, okay. And we're just trying to bank enough to do the kind of transactions we want to do every year so that we have that that income coming in that we can then reinvest into the whole properties, right? Right. So that's why we do flips. That's why we do new construction, right, is to throw off that excess income. Right. So, right. Some more ac- active income to invest towards passive yep. income. Yep. So what are you doing right now for um, – like investing your money you're you're buying because we were talking a little bit you're buying some vacation rentals mm-hmm. you have a couple right now right yeah we have one right one now. okay okay mm-hmm. and where is that at uh palm valley so Ponte Vedra area oh, okay it's actually one we converted it was a long-term rental oh nice and we weren't making good money on it um so you know, I thought, oh, well, we should try this and see, you know, if this is a good, we have actually have two units on the property. Okay. So one we kept long-term, which ended up being, um, somebody who helps us maintain. Oh, oh nice. Cool, which oh, that's cool. works out really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're, um, uh, they're also in, in the, uh, uh, their cop, right? So, oh, that's so awesome. So it's kind of like built-in security. <laughs> oh. I like one on every one of my yeah, properties. Dude, that is yeah. the best. If you can't get a especially, cop per property, yeah. you're doing good. Especially when the first couple of guests you have throw parties and run around naked. Mm. So. <laughs> maybe I don't want that cop. <laughs> no, no, well, maybe you do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's funny. It, it was kind of interesting, but, but um, we decided to convert <laughs> it, and um, that's going really well. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Very that's good. Well. Yeah, it's a good point because, um, you know, a, a lot of people, in, in, I, I think, in the long-term rental uh, realm, mm-hmm. they they're not measuring cash flow <clears throat> entirely correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I bought a lot of rentals wrong, mm, yeah. and you learn the hard way and and the different things that you have to measure. You know, if someone didn't tell you beforehand, if you didn't do your your research. 
Um, but if you um, if you have a property and the mortgage is 800 bucks and you're renting it to someone from 900 bucks, you're probably not cash flowing. Yeah, right. At the end of the day, you're not accounting for vacancies and capex mm -hmm. and repairs and you know maybe a couple of other things. Mm -hmm. um, but the long term rental, you converted it. You say you're doing a lot better. Uh -huh. I'm hearing wow. a lot of good things. We we have our first one. We're having a good, a really good experience so far. That's good. But I'm hearing a lot of good things in the market about uh, short term rentals. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm interested in the business kind of aspect, like you were mentioning, that you know you're looking at the business short term rentals, mm -hmm. and ours clearly is vacation mm -hmm. oriented. Right. And <clears throat> and I think they're two completely different animals, right? Really? Right. Okay. And I mean that's my perspective, right? And mm -hmm. You're, you know, you're not going to necessarily buy a business oriented one. And like, if I tried to make the one I have in Palm Valley business oriented, I don't think it would go over well. So I have to design it for vacation. Oriented, oh yeah, I got, I got you. Right. Yep. Um, and then vice versa, you know, if we buy something in town that's close to, you know, the university or the hospital or whatever, you know, that might be more business oriented. Right. right. So right. I think there are going to be differences. I think there's going to be different, there's going to be different um, cash flow numbers, you know, revenue generation. There's going to be different yeah. occupancy rates for those kinds of things, right? Versus vacation oriented ones. Right. Right. So those yeah, are all we, kind of we got super consider. lucky. Mm -hmm. We got super lucky. And in our first month of us owning the place, we had a company book it out for a month straight. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I don't know if it's just luck or if it's like, I mean, we have been hearing about it and people keep talking about it, you know, and then we get it and then, and it's been doing great. That's, that's um, good. People just keep booking it out Yeah. And for awesome. like a week straight Monday through Friday, you know, they'll book it out. It's like, dude, this is awesome. Yeah. Um, And it's funny because just when you're like, oh man, we're coming up to when, you know, the next booking is somebody hasn't booked it yet. And then boom, we get a notification. Oh, another booking. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> it's funny because Mark is watching. He's like, great stuff. Yeah. I got Marianne watching. What's up? Hey. Cody hey, said, is that the deal bell behind Kim? Is yeah. That, well, that's, that's the uh, that's the money right? bell. That's the money bell? <clears throat> is there yeah. a deal bell too? There's, well, yeah, that's... they have, uh, if you look on, I don't know if you see oh, yeah. on their desks, but everybody has a little... A little desk bell. Oh, nice. <clears throat> so when you get a contract or whatever, um, they ding that and everybody claps. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, so anytime the it's acquisition guys. memory just kicks in and you <laughs> yep. start clapping. Anytime the acquisition managers get a, an agreement with a seller, mm -hmm. they ring a bell and then the <clears throat> entire company claps. You know, we uh, all yeah, applaud. Cool. Uh, the same thing on the disposition side. When they get an agreement with a buyer, they ring the bell. And then when the deal closes and the funds hit the bank account, they, the transaction coordinators will go up and ring the money bell. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, no. And everyone so loses gets, their mind. When the money's in the account, that's when that <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. It, I mean, the closing docs can be signed, but if the money's not in the account, yeah, yeah. We, we can't, we it can close on a bill. Friday and not fun until Monday. Yeah. And those suck. Yeah. But, you know, it's going to be a good Monday. <laughs> but it really sucks when that, you know, you're trying to reach a goal or um, for employee bonuses. Oh, like, yeah. If the Dude, Friday is the last, last week, last the, week, we got screwed. Yeah, 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 but it's good. It's good. It's good. If the Friday is the last day of the month, 
um, and the deal closes but doesn't fund until that Monday, mm-hmm. it technically didn't close until the beginning of the next month. Mm-hmm. And our employee incentives, we wrap the month up and we pay it in the second pay period of the following month. Okay. So if it doesn't close till that Monday, then they don't get it for another six weeks. Oh, yeah. okay. So, yeah. so that's bad for them. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. or good. It's their savings account. Yeah. 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 That we way get, they, we get they a free don't spend loan. it all. We get a free loan for six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Kim's like uh, Kim likes that uh, free private free, money lending. Yeah, I do. I do. I um, like that a lot. <laughs> Mayor said it's torture. <laughs> <laughs> That's my wife. Yeah. Uh, she's That's the acquisition cute. liaison here at the company. She supports mm-hmm. all the acquisition managers and uh, appointments um showings um what is it the memorandums yeah she files all the memorandums electronically or in person uh pulls deeds and a lot of other stuff shout out to marisol yeah so takes an army i wanted to dig in a little bit on the jv side Mm -hmm. right so you are jving with people that are bringing you deals is that like is that what they do they bring the deal it's all kinds of things. Okay. Right. I mean, if somebody, Real estate. yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, we have, you know, uh, some friends that we will JV on, you know, where we might tell them about something and they might have money or, um, so you know, they, they can okay, help manage, okay. they can help manage, you know, cause you know, we're doing a lot of things, right. So we're not always here locally. We're not always in town. Right. So having somebody on the ground here yeah. is really important for us. Yeah, no. um, so obviously <clears throat> there needs to be some, you know, value in what that person's bringing to the table. Right. Um, whether it's a deal, whether it's the property, whether it's their time, their money. Yeah. So it could be various things. I that gotcha. Cause us, that do cause you, us to do um, that. Do you... I guess, do you have the capacity to, or how many deals do you have the capacity to do at a time? I guess. I, I think it really depends on what access to funding, you know, that okay. we have. And I mean, I don't think, I don't think there's a limit because of okay. time. I think there would only be a limit because of, you know, getting the funding to do the project. How long do you usually need the funding for? Um, so I like to ask for 12 months. Okay. Just because my experiences, nothing ever goes really well, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, even though you want it to, but usually we're in and out between anywhere from four to eight months, you know. Oh, Christy's watching too. Hey, Christy. She said, "Bring on the deals." Bring on the deals. Mark said, "How, many, how do how Christy, do people... how many do you want?" Yeah, how, Christy, how many can you guys handle? <laughs> from Pennsylvania. From Pennsylvania, <laughs> no, from like Colorado or. Costa Rica. Yeah. Right? There you go. <laughs> How do people reach out to you to discuss JV stuff? Um, <clears throat> I, they can just, the best way to reach out to me, and it would probably be me, is Facebook message. Facebook? Okay. Yep. Just, I'm going to tag you on here. Yeah. I'm pretty, I'm, I'm, I'm very responsive when it comes to that. So. And so right on, there we go. Oh, and Warren put the link up there so you guys can see the banner at the bottom of your screen in green. Facebook.com forward slash Kim dot Serato. Yep. Boom. There you go. Jay, so, I'm in Colorado. There you go. I like that. Nice. Somebody's in Colorado. Yeah. JCYMC. 
not one uh, vowel. <laughs> <laughs> so, so new builds. Mm -hmm. So you've done at least one or more. We've we've done two. We have two um, happening right now. Okay. Um, we we want to pick up ten lots, ten ten at least ten potential build opportunities. Okay. Um, between now and the end of the first quarter. Ooh, so that we can that's stack. aggressive. Yeah, well, it's because we, so we need to stack, right? Because building takes a lot longer. Call her Kim WB. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I I don't know if I'll ever do as many as they do, but um, but our goal with that is it takes less time. Really? Okay. Yeah, from I mean, you, right? Yeah, from us. Well, to do the project or from you or both? Both. Uh, wow. Well, no, it takes longer to do the project. Okay. Because the permitting process is a lot longer. And the sidewalks. And the sidewalks, yeah. <laughs> That's just that extra money that you, you know, you got yeah. contingent for. So, yeah. but, um, KCWB. <laughs> <laughs> she likes that. So, um, it takes longer to do them and truly get the revenue out of them. Right. Um, but it takes less of our time. And our time now is focused on, finding you know the acquisition side finding the lots right finding the property right and and we're trying to keep it simple right now so we're looking at you know stuff that we know we can go in it's vacant it's that's exactly easy. what i was gonna ask yeah it's cool because i want to learn and i think people watching might be able to help you find sure. them yeah, um absolutely. so like what what do you because one of our biggest things um and it's just because we're super focused right mm -hmm. and and a lot of times we make things to be bigger than they really are, right? And mm -hmm. so we haven't all really dabbled all every, the time, Almost right? every time. So we don't really dabble too much in lots, mm -hmm. right? We don't really wholesale a lot of lots. Yeah. Um, we do stuff with JWB. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we'll send them, every, whenever we get it, we'll send it to them. They don't want it. Uh, we kind of don't do it. Yeah. We, we do a lot of mass marketing. <laughs> we do a lot of mass marketing, and as an offset, lots just come across our desks. Yeah, sure. So we just try to do what's easy mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. because it's not our world. Yeah. Well, because most of the time we're getting lots in neighborhords where, you know, JWB is kind of the exist. only one and that's what we doing do. stuff in there. Yeah, that's what we want to okay. do, right? So what? how do you analyze a piece of piece of property, and, like, what are you looking to target? So, so we want to target those infill lots. Because, yep. you know, if if there if there's already um, <clears throat> public utilities there, you know, that saves a little bit of money and it and it makes the permitting process easier, really. Um, but it doesn't it doesn't matter. I mean, if if it's septic and well, we can handle that too. But it makes the permitting process longer. Right. right. Someone put beer shoes on the table. This <laughs> podcast speaks to my soul. How <laughs> <laughs> do we get on? Um, oh, reach first, out to, uh, to right. Who do they reach out to, Warren or Mike? Uh, or me. Us? Reach out yeah. to me. Just, just message me, bro. Yeah, we'll, message we'll talk. We'll or talk. Gonzalo at CashGeeks.com. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So, so you know, we want those easier properties yeah. to build on. Dude, should we but, sell the lots? Which lots? Oh, we have three. There's lots nothing to that work. we own. We put yeah. a. We put billboards on it. You know how like JWB mm -hmm, puts mm -hmm. billboards. We buy houses. I don't know if See? you've ever seen any, but we have a few. I haven't seen yours. We you know, have, but I keep we have wondering why. Three, we have three around, but it's only we three around three, town. So yeah, and that's okay. it. Um, and we haven't gotten one call. 
Not one. Not one. Wow, that's interesting. Um, we have to make sure the number is still working correctly. I think mm. it should be. It's got to be. Yeah, it's got to yeah. be. Well, you know, I mean. But those are great lots. Like yeah, great. Tell me about them. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, because one day we're like, yeah, maybe we'll, we'll build a house on it. Well, Who why knows? Don't we join venture? Oh, okay, Ooh, okay. Now we're talking. Now you can learn. So yeah. really, really quickly. So you want to pick up ten? Mm -hmm. Sounds like in the next couple or few months or something like that, which is awesome. I think yeah. that's a, an incredible goal. Oh, before we even get to that, I wanted to ask you because you said you you primarily look for infill lots. Yeah, primarily. So so like the things that we're I mean and we're learning, right? So the <clears> things that <throat> we don't know a whole lot about is you know how do I take a twenty acre par parcel, right, and develop right. it, right? right. We, I would love to do that one day. So I wanted you yeah <clears throat> to explain to the people that don't understand what that is and to me. Yeah. So so <laughs> so if you if you have a big piece you know of land, right? I mean. You can actually take that property and, you know, through rezoning, replat it into smaller lots to where you can build multiple houses, mm -hmm. right? And that takes, you know, a lot of effort from a rezoning perspective, the right kind of people to, to, that know how to walk that through the process. And then in addition, then there's a lot of horizontal development, which is, you know, putting the roads in, putting the utilities in, you know, all that. So you have to factor all that cost into that process so you buy that 20 acres it might seem like a good deal but if it's going to take you five hundred thousand dollars to get it rezoned and develop it you know that's you got to factor all that in so so what is an infill lot so an infill lot is a lot that is it exists in an already platted subdivision right it's mm -hmm. Typically vacant could have something on it that could be destroyed. You sold us a property like that, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, we took that property was on a quote all of the lot. houses we sell should be destroyed. Well, hey, <laughs> let's do it. Buy them cheap enough so we can make yeah, that happen. Yeah. Um, so, so like we took that property which had a house on it, and it was already it already had and and this is all learning, right? This is yeah, all like yeah. okay, we we're we're gonna do this. And we're going to learn through the process, right? Right. So we learned that, oh, it was two platted lots. It was actually three platted lots. And in Duval County, you don't have to do anything but redeed them. Right. You right. Know? If you have enough acre, if you have enough for that zoning to build a house on all three of those, then you got three lots. Right. So that house that we bought from y'all was a corner lot. We were only able to turn it into two. Oh, that's awesome. But Did you... Is that your plan when you bought it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that that was it, it. It was what enticed us to do it. I got you. I got and you. And to be honest with you, I've been talking about doing this, and one of our JV partners, he he's the one that said you need to do this. this is what you've been talking about, mm. you know? And he basically said you got to do it. You'll learn. And we JV'd with him to do it. Oh, nice. So. You know, he encouraged us, you know, That's to really awesome. go down that path. And we helped him. He helped us. Right. We both learned, you know, turned, yeah. turned learning out of it. But but that an infill lot, you know, can give you a lot because it's, there's already infrastructure there. Right. Right. Um, maybe there's utilities there. Maybe there's not. Um, but you can always have a, a well and a septic system. Right. If that makes sense for that area. Um and so it's it's a little bit easier, you know. You don't have to rezone typically that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, we have looked at properties though, like in areas where they're zoned one zoning, 
and you might have to actually get them rezoned. Mm. You know, even though those would, I would call them infill lots, um, you still might have to go through a rezoning. So, so you have to look at what a property is zoned for to see what you can do with it. And then, you know, you always, if, if you don't know, you always have to, to talk to the county. Right. You know, that the right. property's in and find out what you can and can't do. Um, but sometimes it's kind of cookie cutter. Talking to the, the county's a learning experience in itself, mm-hmm. getting to the right yeah. party, getting yeah. to know who to Figuring talk all to that about. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so let me get this straight. So we sold you a deal that wound up being better than what it appeared to be. Are we able to go ahead and revisit the price on that? Or? No, she knew, she no. knew it was too oh, okay. much. No, no, no but we didn't. Right. Yeah, we probably didn't know. Well, it wouldn't have worked. I just want to know if we could revisit the, the sale it price. It wouldn't have worked if we would have bought it for any more. To rehab I mean, it, right? No. Or the, the house wasn't rehabable at all. Uh, it could have been. Could have been rehab. Yeah, it probably could have been. But, okay. But it was a better deal to get rid of it and right. split it and do two houses. And to be honest with you, it was going to be tight with what we were originally projecting to sell it for. Mm. But... The market, but the market is just, just way, went yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we made good money on it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Awesome. But it, but we it's a cash geek sale. Of course you're going to make yeah, good money yeah. on it. But I mean, it would have been, we weren't projecting to make a killing. I right. mean, we were projecting to make like 18000 for each house. Yeah. You know, and <clears throat> well, that would have been good. It would have been, you know, because of the learning and all that. Um, you know, it's not the kind of numbers that we'd want to go with all the time to take that kind of risk. Right. So, but thank you for the market going up like it did because yeah. we sold it for, we sold them for 60,000 more than what we anticipated. Piece. Wow. Perfect. Yeah. Hell yeah. Warren, yeah. send the That's invoice awesome. later. <laughs> no, yeah. No, I mean, dude, any, anybody, like anybody that. could have bought anything from any wholesaler in the beginning of 2020, mm-hmm. not done anything and made money. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. So. We're getting deals. We got a deal where we sold it and then um the investor who who we sold it to was like, "Dude, see how much you can sell it for me for." Oh, and no, we they did. bought it from you and then said, "Go back out and market it." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we and sold, we sold it. it. I don't know what we sold. Like we, we we probably made, I th- oh, I think we made 7,000 wholesale fee on the mm-hmm. sale he put some money into it I, I don't know do you remember how much he put into it is at least three grand just minor if not stuff. if not yeah, more it was just a trash out wow no yeah. He, okay yeah so he put he put some money into it and then um he came back to us and said i'm in over my head can you sell it for me oh, yeah wow. and we did and yep. he made money and we made money yeah, yeah. that's yeah. cool wow yeah. um but it was and like then an there was another deal. deal there was another deal where we had um we were selling a property and this was like when the market was just getting hotter mm-hmm. and we were selling a property, but COVID happened. Everybody's lending went crazy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we had a buyer and because of the lending craziness, he had to extend, mm-hmm. right? He had a, one lender was dropping the other lender, wow. whatever. Right. So oh yeah, the seller wouldn't extend. They were oh, like, listen, fun. you either close on this day or, you know, I have other offers. You know, you guys have already because we had probably already extended, you know, because mm-hmm. the COVID, whatever. Right. She was like, listen, you got to close on this day or else I'm not selling. So we told that to the buyer. Unfortunately, he couldn't perform. Right. 
and it was like in two days. So we called another, you know, buyer that we knew would just be cash heavy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, probably would it, you know, we knew we probably weren't going to make as much, but hey, at least, you know, a deal's a deal, yeah, right. right? So we sold, and so we told the buyer, you know, listen, it's not us. If, you know, I'm trying to extend it, but we can't. So unfortunately, we can't, you know, sell you the deal. He's like, man, you know, I'm going to come up with the money, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I got to sell it, man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can't. I'm going to lose my binder if I don't sell it. Yeah. So we sold it to somebody else. And then that buyer said, ask the buyer that you're selling it oh, to, yeah. how much will they sell it to me for? So we did. <laughs> and we sold it to the buyer. And then like a week later, he sold they it to sold another it to one. Yeah. 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 It was great. So, yeah. he, so, so the original buyer bought it for a little bit more. Yeah, the original buyer. Yeah, he yeah. bought it for way more. I was like, shit, dude, you could have paid that much? Like, damn. Yep, yep, yep. Wow. And the buyer was like, dude, I want, you know, the buyer's intention wasn't to resell it. So he was like, I mean, I was looking to make X. So in order, you know, for it to be worth for me to sell it, because I need a project right now, mm-hmm. I need to be here. And I was like, I don't know if he'll pay that. You know, it's like 15 grand more wow. than what he was going to buy from us or something like that. And he was like, all right, let me see if I can make that price work. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. And then he did. But, you yeah. know, I, yeah. I, I think all of this, like just all of what we're just talking about, right? That's what that's what real estate investing is all about, right? It's like, you know, you're you're getting into the game <clears> to <throat> do something to make some money some way, right? Yeah. And you have to think outside the box. Right. Because right. you don't know what's sitting in front of you, right? So sometimes, <clears> you know, like... This guy has the cash to buy it. Might not need he might not need a deal, right? right? So he buys the cash and he's like, Hey, do you have anybody else that I can sell right. for fifteen grand more too? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know, that that kind of stuff's out there all the time, yeah. right? Yeah. Showing up every day. Yeah. Always keeping your eyes open mm-hmm. and just uh nabbing up a deal when the time is right. Yeah. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. Yeah. A lot of what we do, we um it's not entirely credited to our skills it's credited to timing mm-hmm. and uh just rigorous follow-up right mm-hmm. rigorous follow-up and just being uh available to the seller at the right time because mm-hmm. um a lot of times sellers that are motivated in distressed situations the last thing they want to do is sell their their homes right, right? so they're going to just try everything they have to do to think about it, to try to figure out how to not sell it or to keep it, even if it's a rental or whatever the case is. And then at the very last minute, then sell. Right. And then you just have to be there at the right time. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause everything's emotional. I mean, 100%. You know, yeah. and yeah. we've, we've ended up with properties like that where, you know, it's somebody who held on to a house for 30 years. It was their original primary residence. Right. They right. never rented it. Yeah. No, yeah. It was vacant for 30 yeah. years. They maintained it, kept it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and us getting it was because of relationship, developed friendship. Right. You know, right. Um, just being there to help them think through the process. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Right. And then, and then somebody else making an offer and then they come back and say, I really want to sell it to you. So right. Somebody like, <laughs> You know, we all know, you know, there's not very many wholesalers here. So somebody coming in and instigating an offer that then yep. says, well, I, I actually think I do want to sell it. Right. You right. Know? And then luckily we built enough trust that they're like, do you want to buy it? Right. 
you know? Right. Yeah, yeah. So we're like, yeah, we'll buy it now. Yeah. But yeah, it's it, another crazy. Um, if you and you'll remember, but another crazy COVID story is um, we we had a very motivated seller mm-hmm. on the line, and I don't know how my acquisition manager got to the number. Mm-hmm. but uh, the seller agreed to sell his property for $8,000 okay. and the ARV was 150. It was uh, somewhere on the North side. And we just thought it was an incredibly amazing deal. It's mm-hmm. going to be our best deal ever thus far. This is March or end of February, <clears throat> beginning of March, something like that. And, um, and they shut everything <clears throat> down. Yeah. And as we started getting closer to like the March time frame, when things started getting a little bit more aggressive, we find out that he owed 30, which is still mm-hmm. not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Still a great deal. But we still think we're going to make a killing, but they start shutting everything down and the lender, hard money lenders start coming to a pause. Um, no, we couldn't sell the thing. Wow. It was a great deal. We couldn't sell. Kim wasn't, you were nowhere to be found, Kim. <laughs> we were looking for you. It was on the north side, too. Yeah. 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 And There's um, not a lot of big north side buyers. Yeah. I, I, so something that we thought we were going to make 50 to 70 grand on, yeah. we made like 10. Did we make 15, <clears throat> even 15,000? We made like 15 grand. Okay. Yeah. It made 15,000. So we still got it sold during COVID, but it was nowhere near what we thought it'd wow. be. So we made yeah. some money, good money, and but the flipper made made great money yeah, i think pretty great money, money. Yeah. Wow, yeah. yeah it was probably a sixty thousand plus profit for him yeah. at the end of the day we should have flipped it but we don't do that you don't do we, that yeah it's not we it's don't. not our lane it doesn't sound like you want it to be your lane either no yeah. no so, there's nothing yeah. wrong with that either right, right right so with with the new construction you're you're doing new construction because you it sounds like it's it's less of a hassle um or at least your time is spent on better things that you want to do rather than spending your time managing crews and stuff like that right yeah so explain a little bit about that process like once you've analyzed the deal and like you know you identify a lot you're like hey this is a good lot Mm -hmm. um how are you running comps and then how are you like putting together the money the uh, builder who does the construction all that yeah so I mean, once we analyze it, you know, comps, comps are pretty simple, right? Because, you know, we're looking at new construction, you know, something that's been built <clears throat> in the last couple of years, right? Yep. As the comps, you know, are, is that happening, you know, anywhere in that area within a mile radius or two mile radius? And sometimes you have to take some risks, right? Mm. Especially, especially when you have a market like this, because, right. you know, there, there's just not, lots everywhere yeah right so you're you're looking in more rural areas right you know farther areas, out maybe areas that are still <clears throat> maybe mobile home type you right know, right areas that are being converted or could be converted so um but but the most important thing is to try to find properties that are similar newer um similar square footage similar bed baths right to do those comps to see what you think you can sell the property for new construction right and then you have to forward think about what might happen in the market right you know so we try to be pretty conservative Mm -hmm. right so you know even right now like even six months ago i would never do a project based on thinking that the market's going to appreciate right by 10 percent or whatever right right? Right. so i'm going to be conservative and i'm going to be more conservative now where the market's inclining 
Yeah. Because at some point there's going to be a pullback, right? Right, right. So if I think I might be able to get 200 based on comps, then I might decide to plan for 190 to allow right. for some pullback. Um, so, so that's part of what we do. As far as, um, you know, once, once we secure the, the land a lot, um, we'll use our own cash typically to buy the land. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the, the reasons why we like to do this kind of stuff so we can build up a bank of cash. Right, right. And then we have private lenders and we have, I'll call them institutional asset-based lenders. So we always know we can go somewhere and get money. Gotcha. Right. Like it's, it's the money's there. We know it's there. We can get it. We might not like the process, yep. but we know we can get it. But we always try to then partner with uh, a private lender that we have a relationship with because that's, it's just easier. It's simpler. It's, you know, having a relationship with them. It gets them their money, right? It gets them their earnings that they want. Right. And it makes our process easier to work with someone like that. So if those people have their money, you know, we try to pair them with a deal. Okay. Gotcha. But when we start to get these lots, and again, we're learning, right? We know we have to build a bank. We have to build a land bank because the process of permitting and getting through that process is time consuming. Right. Mm. Now we're using builders that I call them wholesale type builders. So, you know, their, their prices are going to be less than going to some retail custom builder. Okay. So that's what allows us to really be able to even get into the market and use a builder right? and not have to manage it ourselves. So once we turn it over to them, then they run with it and we're just in communication with them about where the process is, what's happening with permitting, when did we start? And then what we're doing is inspecting at that point, right? Mm. Once things start, we go, we go by periodically. Um, we do have staff that we'll send over um, to take pictures. Um, okay. That way we always have that consistent. If we're Cause not you're in, in Colorado or Costa Rica. Yeah. yeah. So at that point, you know, it's really the builder managing the process and we don't get really back engaged until, um, house is done. We're done. We're ready to market it, which I'm a licensed agent. So right. I market all of our properties. Yeah. A quick question on the comp part. So say you have a lot that you feel could be the ideal lot to build on, mm-hmm. but there are no new builds for miles. Yep. Would you, um, would you take into consideration freshly flipped properties as ARVs? Um, it's possible. I'd probably call an appraiser. Yeah. Mm. So I have, <clears throat> you know, appraisers that I have relationships with and, and I would ask them, you know, and I, I might even ask, I might even pay for them to do one and, and as built off of a plan so that I know what I'm dealing with. If it's, oh, that's if smart. It's, if it's that, you know, risky, risky, right. Right. And you really want to know the potential because at the end, and at the end of the day, at that point, is it just a desktop appraisal? Um, it's based on the plans that you have. So you, 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 you'd give them a set of plans and say, right. you know, it's based on this, this is what we're going to build. And they'll do it based on that. Got it. Um, and you can pay, you know, for an appraisal, you know, to be done that way. That's, that's what they would do if somebody was going to build a house and go get a construction loan, right? Right. They'd submit right. the set of plans and they would do the appraisal. 
you know, to do the loan based on that. So is, is your first step when you go to do new construction <clears throat> to get plans, get a set of plans? So, so working with these builders that, you, that, that are wholesale based builders, they're going to have their own plans. Right. 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 So it's just preset. Plans. So first, preset. first go talk to a builder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And, and they'll give you, you know, the plans. Ideally they can give you today's, you know, going price, right? As we all know, you know, what happens with prices in yeah. this, you know, yeah. lovely world. Mm -hmm. um, but so you can at least go, okay, I got four plans I can choose from. Right. I, I, this is what I think the cost is going to be, you know, to build the house. You have to factor in, you know, utility, septic, holding costs, that kind of thing. Um, but then, then what you really just have to know is, when can I build each of those? You know, what size of a lot do I need? What dimensions of the lot? And that, that's what that builder should help you understand. Right. 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 So then that then drives <clears throat> what you want to look for. Gotcha. And what you can do creatively. Right. right. So. So how big of a lot are you looking for right now? Uh, for, like for those 10 lots. So, so, so 50 by 100 minimum. 50 by 100 mm -hmm. minimum. Um, okay. But, you know, anything bigger that could be split out. Right. Right is right. good right um okay. but you know 60 by you know 100 or 60 by you know 120 is good as well um you know find me a hundred by a hundred lot and i'll split it and do two right right, <laughs> right? right so okay and and we're okay with doing you know doing something that that takes a little bit more time and effort but we also want some easy ones because we want to get the queue going Right. right, got it. I might, so, I might have something for you. Okay. It's a, it's a deal where it's funky. Mm -hmm. So th we have the owner that owns the land. Mm -hmm. One of her family members owns the mobile home on the land. Mm -hmm. Separate titles. Yeah. Um, mobile home doesn't want to move. I got it. So that's where we're at. Mm, okay. Very fresh, very fresh deal. Mm -hmm. Um, it's misbehaving. Yes, yes. Okay. So, um, so you think we're, that we're trying to resolve that yeah. issue. Mm -hmm. Um, because if will they move if they can keep their mobile home? Will they move? Yeah, well, we want them to take the mobile home, right? Yeah, take the mobile home because mm -hmm. I think the valley's in the land, it's a double lot. Mm -hmm. Um, it's but you, you, you're kind of staying away from uh, one eight, right? One eight. No, actually, we're looking. At okay. One eight one nine. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the obviously the. I think it's in one eight. It might the ARBs are is good, right? So right. Right. It's, you know, the building costs with the builders that we use, like, you got to buy pretty cheaply, in one eight one nine, like the land, <clears throat> in order to really kind of make some numbers work. Right. You know, right. so that's that's the challenge I have there. Like if if I can sell something for like 200, 200 plus, I can just about make any project work. That was kind of my next question. What oh, would the minimum that's ARV good. That's be? That's good to know. Yeah. So 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 probably not to, interested in these. Yeah, if 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 they're going to I mean if it's going to be, you know, a 50,000 or 60,000 dollar lot, it might not work for us, right? No, no, no. It's, I I don't think it is, but I I don't think you can push ARV to like 200 yeah. on these. Yeah, I was just with the ones What would you guess? I don't even know. Maybe, maybe maybe it's one of those like mobile it's one of those risky mobile home areas, yeah. you know? 
Um, one of those, so one was, of those I need in appraiser areas. So, yeah. So, so was Ocala. Right, right, right. Oh, this is true. Yeah, literally, that's what's all over there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with many other things. I was really nervous about it, to be honest yeah. with you. And people did not blink an eye to make offers on those houses. Wow. wow. <laughs> and and um, there are three more houses going up. The JV partner we had to build another house behind us. Wow. Yeah. In so Ocala. In that, no, in the oh in jacksonville but the cow lots that you sold us oh that's what yeah. okay, okay okay yeah so that gotcha, area gotcha. was kind of risky too right right so but i think i remember that deal um was that through jackie mm -hmm. yeah, yeah i think i think i remember that deal and i didn't uh i don't think we were trying to sell it to somebody who's gonna uh demo the house Mm -hmm. And put new construction. Like it was, I don't, I don't remember it mm -hmm. being that kind of, cause we don't really. No, I don't think y'all were. No, I think we were just trying to sell it as like a flip. Th yeah. Thanks to, thanks to Roldan. He was yeah. like, yeah, yeah that's his name. Yeah. 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 Okay, okay. What's his name? You got to look at Roldan this. Crespo, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, you got to look at this. This, but, this yeah. is when you're going to get into the building. But let me, let me ask you this. What? So from the day of the lot purchase until Clothes and funds go in the bank account. Mm -hmm. What's the quickest it can be done? And what's the longest it can take, generally speaking, <clears throat> at your level right now? Yeah, I, I mean, so, I mean, that particular one was November to um, September, October. So okay. it was almost About a 10 year. or 11 months. Yeah, yeah, so it was almost a year. And <clears throat> that was two houses? Yeah. Yeah. Cause they, cause you know, luckily, you know, same builder, they build them simultaneously. Yep. So, awesome. Okay. So, awesome. um, does it take longer being in, o that was in Ocala? Well, no, it was no, in it was Jacksonville. On street. It was on a okay. street called Ocala. On a street oh, Ocala. God. It was actually yeah. Monroe to begin with. So yeah, yeah we're probably okay, really okay. confusing it, but okay, now okay. they're Ocala. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, so I mean, and, and like the other two that we have, um, I'm desperately waiting for the septic permits, okay. you know? Um, I mean, it's like months, months it takes to get septic permits and you can't even get the building permit until you get the septic permit. So, you know, four months is going to be eat, eaten up just in the permitting process. Right. Right. So once the house starts, like once they break ground four months, roughly, is a is is a good number like anybody that's doing a good job can someone that that times things really well break ground day after closing um as far as like really starting the construction i right. mean like literally uh, that'd be tough huh oh you have to pull the permits and and and, and this is me just talking out loud right so you know the permit process has to be done with an owner of record. And if you're not the owner of record yet, then the person who owns it would have to pull the permits. That could be sticky. So right. I'm not sure. The JWB pre-pull permits before closing? Do they pre-pull permits? Or do they pull permits before I closing? I don't think so. Okay. No, yeah. they probably what, what, buy and What they do is they, stock. I mean, well, they're doing like uh, rezoning. Yeah, they're doing rezoning, but that is done through the previous owner. 
Mm-hmm. So a lot of times the previous owner has to give JWB the ability to rezone the property for them. Mm-hmm. And then once they get into a certain process in the rezoning and it's like approved, it doesn't have to be complete. It can just be approved and then they can close. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. So we've done a couple like that with them. But those are typically like the ones that you're talking about where it has to be, they're, you know, they're not the infill lots. Mm-hmm. You know, they're buying an acre somewhere yep. and, you know, they just, it's and zoned they agricultural sure. and they're like, hey, if we'll do it if we, we can do it at this, but it has to be rezoned. So we need to, you know, 180 day DD. And, you know, so we'll, we'll work through it. Yeah. Um, and we probably should pay more attention to what they do because we'd probably learn more just right. watching the process. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, yeah. Well, yeah, you yeah, do it kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Uh, but we did. We we I mean we did a we sold them a big deal. Hmm. Big deal. And then it was it was like um Is it fully closed? Fully yeah, closed, right. Yeah. Okay. Two hundred acres. Wow. Yeah. And it was and they sourced a hundred acres next to it. Wow. That'll yeah. be a nice and that was the missing piece. That was the missing piece wow. up in uh one eight. Oh, wow. Um, or one nine, one nine. So they're getting ready to do a huge subdivision. Yeah, That's yeah. awesome. They that's, said it, that's it, like it'll the be next their step for them. Yeah, right? it's yeah. their biggest their biggest one. Yeah. Yeah. And so we had the relationship with one party. They had a connection with another party. Mm-hmm. Um and, and then we made a connection with a with the and third then we party. made a connection with the mm-hmm. third party. Mm-hmm. And then um if they didn't get their side it wouldn't work mm-hmm. and they're like the only ones that can get this family to sell mm. it's like a big family in town and mm. they no one was ever gonna sell mm. but because we had this big 200 acres mm-hmm. um there was an easement to it mm-hmm. but this 100 acres connected to the main road yeah yep. and so i mean it was a two-year long project wow two year long well um, to close to close yeah mm-hmm. to close yeah. oh yeah, yeah like the project hasn't started yet mm-hmm. we had two years to close wow. and there was like mineral rights mm-hmm. all that they that took like yeah. freaking six months what, to what is a back. mineral right does anyone know <clears throat> what a mineral right is i need to research land, that land people it's, yeah. it's the minerals in in the land well it's just anything that could be mined on the right land, right so you know that I guess they have to verify. You know, I mean, they probably. I would do, think. They, they probably <clears> have to do. Is that a thing these days, or it's something that no longer operates that way? I, I think they have to do all kinds of land analysis. You know, because you you have to do an assessment of land when you're buy, buying that kind of land because you're going to develop it to make sure there's not archaeological sites there. Right. You know, you got to make sure that there's not any wasteland yep yep I mean, the reason i ask is because the minerals are a part of the land so i feel like because someone owned the land in this scenario and someone else owned the mineral rights yeah yeah, yeah. and to you, me it's like i think aren't can. the minerals the I land you can sell them no basically I don't, I don't even know how to explain it it's it's yeah someone you keep the land i'm going to go in and take everything all the minerals out of it mm-hmm. but you can keep the land right yeah Got it. so i mm-hmm. think it's one of those things where it's like the land and based off of what you can get out of it is i'm being a challenger here different. so i get it different but yeah. yeah come on bro get on our level <laughs> <laughs> i'll reach your guys's level one day we'll get there we'll get there collectively it might be more important in texas yeah in florida maybe. <laughs> right yeah. right right 
I'm keeping the oil. But so, so the, the quickest, <clears throat> the quickest, you think is about four months. Well, if you could, if you could start the house right away, it'd be four months. But I don't think you could do that. Can, I mean, what be, would you need get... to have the house started right away? You'd have to have a permit pulled and approved, mm. right? So, um, and if it's public utilities, that's probably easier than if you have septic. Right. involved right? Right, right because if you got septic then you've got to get the septic permit approved first right which right now in duval county is a really long lead time how long um, two three four months Jeez. Yeah. wow i mean i'm still waiting on those two lots and you know we still don't have it yet <laughs> and you can't start the project hmm. yeah you gotta pull permits you gotta have the permit first you yeah Ew. Yep. Yeah, wow. I mean, so, I mean. Well, I, that's another reason it's good to JV, right? Um, you mitigate risk a little bit for having money out that you're paying on for a long period of time. Um, but then again, the JV partner can benefit well by being a part of the profit. So it kind of rewards yeah. both sides of the. Yeah, and I mean, one of the things that I like about the new construction is I... I have my money in the land, but the land's not the biggest amount of money, right? I mean, right. when I think about it. Right. So I don't have a ton of my money mm -hmm. out. I probably have about the same amount of money I'd invest in any property, to be honest with you. But um, I don't need the private money as long. Mm. So if if you can work it right, if you can work it this way, you you don't have to take that construction loan out until you break ground right right, right. i mean this it's about floating your money yep, and, yep. and whatnot but and then if it takes four months and i'm selling pretty quickly you know i need yeah. the money for four to six months are you doing any because i'm you know because i just bought a house in april mm -hmm. um are you put are you putting your houses like coming soon on the market and stuff like that so um i think there might be a time where we would do that okay but um, in a market where you just want to wait as it's going up, wait yeah, as yeah, long yeah. as you can. No, you know? that's true. And I, and I was thinking about that because um, we had properties where, and this is what my brother, like in my brother in Austin, mm -hmm. it's like a craze. So he's in Austin, Texas, and there's just a craze on locking in new construction houses because mm -hmm. by the time they're done, they've gone up in value like 30 mm -hmm. grand, 40 grand. Mm -hmm. You can, yeah, it's just crazy. Yep. Um, and when we were looking for houses, there was a ton of like properties that weren't, you know, built and it was just like, you can buy it, but it won't be built till December right? or till yeah. September or November, yeah. you know? Um, uh, so I just didn't know if you did something like that. Yeah. I mean, it, we would only do that depending on what the market conditions were like. Right. Smart. So, Smart. Yeah. Um, if I felt like the market conditions were going to potentially decline, you know, I might try to sell it. Right. You know, right. Resell it. But if I keep it doesn't appraise, it doesn't do me any good anyway. Right. Right. So, right. right. Um, so, oh, sorry. No, so, do, do you think you do as well on the new builds as you did on flips? Much better. Much so, better. So, this is mm. one of the reasons that we want to do new construction too. So, there's less unknowns, right? I mean, there are unknowns. In, less chance for, of making a mistake by what you don't see yeah exactly i mean you don't you know you're not going to open up a wall and go crap you know you know there's 
you know, tons of, you know, rot or, right. you know, it's infested with termites or whatever. Um, so there's a lot of knowns, right? There are some unknowns in the land, right. in the land acquisition right. process itself, like what you're going to have to deal <clears throat> with. Like you might not expect to find a well that needs to be removed or right. an old septic right. system that needs to be removed, right? Or things like that. So, <clears throat> so there are things that can add, add cost to the project, but it's going to be in the early stages. And right. there's, pro there, there's probably more of an opportunity to kind of identify some of that stuff right. or plan for it than some of the stuff that you'll find, you know, in a, in a renovated house, right? So, so I like that. Um, and because it's new construction, I think it's easier to get them to appraise. You don't, you don't have the headache of the back end of, you know, right. somebody in, you know, doing a home inspection, even though they, they are going to find stuff, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, even in a new constructed house. So, but it's going to just be easier. Right. You know, all right. Around. Right. I like one of the things you said, uh, with regards to, um, I mean, if you didn't have the right comparables, you can get an appraiser to give you mm -hmm. close to what might be the right price. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of, um, I had a, I had a house fire in a house that I lived in mm -hmm. and we were out of town. So everyone was safe and, and all good and all that stuff, but we had a house fire and it was a complete and total loss. Wow. So we had to, you know, get the insurance involved and, you know, it was a large, so it was like 250 grand of repairs. So we wind up um, going through the construction process of bringing it back up to, you know, ARV condition mm -hmm. and selling it on the market. And one of the things that I was nervous about is, you know, are people going to um, uh, not want to buy it because it, mm -hmm. it was in a past fire? So I asked my broker at the time, you know, what can I do to stand the best chances of, for one, selling, period, and selling for the most money possible? So she told me to um, get an ins like, you know, you list it. On, I'm a licensed real estate agent. So you list it on the market. When you list it, you do an inspection beforehand and you put it with the paperwork on the mm -hmm, listing. Mm -hmm. You do an appraisal beforehand and you put it with the paperwork on the listing. Mm -hmm. You include, um, you know, when it covers the appliances and the plumbing, oh, the, the, home warranty. Warranty. the home warranty, you include the home warranty plan. <clears throat> in it so you just you build this package together which doesn't really cost that much um but the part i was going to get to with the appraisal is they also said to take the appraisal and put it on because you walk in my front door and there's like a mantle mm. piece right there mm -hmm. you put the appraisal on the mantle piece mm. and normally i don't know if this is all the time normally the other appraisers will respect the appraisal mm -hmm. that's there mm -hmm. so i don't know if that's something that you have ever done or typically do um, not with the appraisal, but if but there was, I, I just think if there were no comps around there and you mm -hmm. got the appraisal to tell you mm -hmm. what the value oh, is, yeah. and yeah. then you put that appraisal oh, yeah. by the door and the appraiser came in, would he respect that yeah. in the same manner? Probably. Right. right. And right, right. I mean, I, hand and that them, dude, I'd be like, dude, this I guy hand, just did my work for I, me. Hell yeah. I hand them comps all the time. <laughs> okay. right, right. Like I, I'm like here. Here's what I found, you know, right, I don't right. know if this will help you or not, <laughs> yeah. you know, but I mean, you know, I mean, sometimes you want to make it obvious. I mean, we're right. we're always trying to push the market. Yep. Yeah. Right. Um. So you want to make it obvious for them. Value right? add. And have a healthy conversation with them. Right. right. It doesn't mean okay. that they're gonna. They have to do it based on you know how they have to do it. But if they didn't know that comp was there, now they know it's there. 
they're gonna they're gonna try to use it if it makes sense to use it sure but, sure you know, I, so. I would imagine that an appraiser doesn't want uh the stigma out there that they're doing a poor job not appraising being the only well only one or one that's known for not appraising people's properties to successfully sell right so yeah. they're gonna want to i want to be that guy you want to be that guy <laughs> you, you do, so with um with you doing all this right how how do you because i know you're you're super active on social media you're doing trainings webinars mm -hmm. um you're looking at doing a course right um or you have a course mm -hmm. right? i mean you, you're do, you're doing a book yeah like how do you fit all this in good People, question uh helping you know so you know, we, Leverage, we do have, yeah. yeah, we do have, you know, some folks that work with us, you know, on okay. our staff. Um, we bring other consultants or, you yeah. know, yeah. you know, contractors in to help us do various things. Um, and part of it's just allocating time, right? right? It's saying, okay, I, I have this goal. This is what I want to do. And setting aside that time, you know, putting a plan together and making sure you're hitting the milestones you need to right you know to do what right. you need to do so so that's that's a big part of it right i mean you you can't you can't be successful in any kind of project anything you do without bringing other people in to help you yeah no i agree i so. agree so what are your goals on on the uh training side and and the course and yeah so writing a book like what what, what does that look like yeah, so so um, we we have a book that we want to we want to put out and publish next year. That, okay. Um, you know, I I I want to come at this. I, I really really want to help people learn. Um, I have a passion for helping people learn. Right. I mean, I don't know. You you probably know this, but you know, I've done various things in the community here where we go out and yeah. You know, yeah. show people how to inspect properties, and you know, we do it in the field that kind of thing. Um, and I and I, I think love I went to one through projects. Yeah, yeah I, I've I seen love some doing of that. that kind of stuff. I love, <clears throat> I love helping people. Period. Right. And and I think, you know, my message to people is, anybody can get into investing. You don't have to be doing a thousand deals yeah. a year. I mean, there's this you know continuum that maybe you only want to do one deal a year yeah. right and yeah. you can build wealth in that whole continuum yeah right yeah. and and it it is a good asset class to be in mm -hmm. right i mean we talk <clears throat> you know what 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 makes things valuable right scarcity right 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 well land is you know always going to be scarce right so always invest in real estate right it makes sense um there are other things to invest in too but but I'm just very passionate about helping people and, and teaching people and also giving them an easy blueprint, mm. you know, like here, you know, here's systems. I'm, I'm a big systems person, right? So here's systems, here's, here's leads. You, you need money, right? When you start out, you're going to need money. Yeah. I mean, even if you wholesale, right? Oh, you need marketing dollars. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you need, need programs. <laughs> you got to pull the list. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so how do you get access to money? Right. I mean, depending on what you want to do. So we start out, it's like a six step process. Like, so if you follow this process where you go out, find your, you know, find your money, if you want to be a wholesaler, you know, start finding cash buyers, right. Start building yeah, that list. Yeah. Um, then set your systems up, 
right? So that you have systems because you can't be successful if you're not using systems, yep. you know? So we help people do that. We give them leads. We teach them how, how to get leads, how to work the leads. Um, so it's this, this kind of like step-by-step process where we handhold people through how to get their first deal done mm. and then teach them to rinse and repeat, right? right, right. By getting the, them set up with the system and the tools. So it's a digital product that they can do at their own pace. And then we do weekly sessions, you know, Q and A sessions with anybody that wants to join. Right. And you have this going on right now. Yeah. We, we, we put it into a pause state right now. Um, we did a beta okay. this year and so that we could learn, so we could get feedback from people. Yeah. And that went pretty positively. We're revamping some things and then next year, probably Q2, Okay. Re-release. Nice. And and that program's called um, Sodi Activate, which is step off the edge in real estate. Yeah, baby. Right. Activate meaning activate. Right. So we also have some other like pre courses, like a funding course, like how do you find funding, right? Which mm. is very inexpensive, um, and it teaches you just pretty basically how to go out and find funding. Right. Right. <laughs> Um, and then, and then we have, um, if you really kind of don't even know anything about real estate, um, we have an ignite course that teaches people the ins and outs of residential real estate investing. Nice. What does it mean? It's, you know, um, you know, I, I, I think it tries to empower people and get them, you know, thinking about what it can do for them. Right. And part of what we want to teach people is you have to build a plan for what you want to do, right? You don't, it has to be based on who you are, where you want to go, you know, where do you want to be in five or 10 years? Because we're all different, right? Some of us might be okay saying, hey, you know, once I've got 10,000 of passive income coming in, I'm ready to give it all up. Right. And that's enough for them. Yeah. Right. So everybody has to evaluate themselves for what they really need and then build a plan to get there. Right. And that's part of what we, you know, talk about and help people with. Oh, nice. Yeah. So then the book, we have a book that's going to come out, which talks about <clears throat> my journey, you know, where I've come from. And what's that called? Um, so, well, we have we have a little name that we've come up with. Okay. Um, so, I don't know, I think I sent y'all some of this, but it's Real Real Estate Investing. Um, step off the edge one deal at a time. So nice. with Kim Serato. So real um, real estate investing. Real mm. real estate investing. Oh, I love and it. one du- deal duplexes. at a time. Yeah. <laughs> and one deal at a time, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, so anyways, that you know, will kind of give people an idea. It's kind of a prelude into, you know, this this process and this, you know, six step process. Um, who we are, what we've done, how we've gotten there, what we're passionate about. So that's what it's gonna be about. That's yeah. awesome. Well, you're really well known in the market and a lot of people know you as a person that knows their stuff. Mm-hmm. They're out there. They're really doing this. They're taking action. Um, you've tried a lot of things out. And from what a lot of us know or see it, that you're really successful in the things that you do. So I think if you figure out a way to put that all down on some kind of training course where someone can just take those steps without having to go through the trials and tribulations that you had to go through mm-hmm. to learn that mm-hmm. stuff. Is, is pretty incredible. And what I also like is that you did a beta, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you got feedback 
and now you're tweaking it to make yep. it even better. Right. And that's yep. that's pretty awesome. So what what's the website that they can go to for it's, that to learn it, more about it? It's uh it's Sodi rei.com so okay. www is that up there that's yep. it right oh, s-o-t-e-r-e-i yep s-o-t-e-r-e-i.com that's awesome very cool um and then you're re-releasing it sometime beginning of next year it'll, it'll probably be q2 q2 yeah yeah awesome but what if they want it now kim they want it now i'll i mean if they want it now i'll enroll them for a reduced price awesome if, if they pay in they pay in, in crypto crypto yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go yeah. it's one eth we'll have yeah. to one we'll bitcoin have, guys we'll have to have you back on and and, and talk about crypto come on yeah, any absolutely. any any of you uh viewers have a uh, one or two bitcoins lying around just just throw them to kim oh yeah right throw them uh, to me right now <laughs> <laughs> cool well thank you so much for for hanging out with us yeah, and absolutely. giving yeah, us your time fun. i think good it was time, good time it was a great um session for everybody watching and for us you know, we're always taking away little nuggets from everybody that we have on. So thanks again. Yeah, and um, guys, if you if you want to learn more, um, you know, Kim. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, um, Kim said, you know, reach out to her on Facebook. Right. DM. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, or you can go um, to her website. Sodi R-E-I S-O-T-E R-E-I dot com. I put it on on the uh, comments there. Um uh, Guys, thank you for tuning in. It's been another Tuesday night special here, 9 p.m. Eastern, like clockwork. Um, I'm G. And I'm Dom. And this is the Cash Geeks Network. Network. See you next Tuesday, guys. Peace.